And it's hello to David Lomond, our naturopath for 2NURFM's Films Health and Wellbeing. And what's our topic today? Hello, Jane. Hello, everyone. Our topic today is the mouth, that little aperture that sits just above the jawline. 2NURFM's Health and Wellbeing. David Lomond, we're looking at the tongue. It's oh, the tongue, the mouth. The mouth. So many things we're, as part well, of the mouth. Basically, it's all about the mouth. Okay. And we've all got one, or well, most of us have, I guess, but... It's really important to take care of your mouth and to know some of the signs when your mouth isn't being taken care of. And because I work with the biochemistry of the body, one of the things I'm particularly concerned with is the saliva pH of the mouth because the saliva pH will tell how functioning the liver function is and also how well the body is able to break down food starting in the mouth. Because if you can't break that food down and you can't, then you can't digest that food. Then all the pressure goes down to the stomach. That can lead to reflux, heartburn, you know, the things we've talked about before, bloating, indigestion. Those are the common things that that leads to. But even more severely, if it, if the, and the most common that we see is too alkaline, but if we see a too acid situation, usually the people will have burning down through the esophagus as well. So it's, a, it's quite a serious sign when that pH is way out of balance. So that's, that's the first cab off the rank with the mouth. Starting with saliva, right. Yeah. So if we get that right and that's okay, where do we look next? Then we can look at the different parts of the mouth and see how the mouth is actually functioning, whether someone is able to chew effectively or not, whether they have any jaw alignment problems, so if people would like to look in the mirror at some stage and just close the, open their mouth and then close their teeth and Got see that? whether they align, then you can tell from that whether there is actually a TMJ problem, which means that when you chew, you're actually putting your neck out. So, and a lot of people have undiagnosed TMJ, temporomandibular joint is what TMJ stands for, problems. And by knowing that, and you can get some um, benefits from different practitioners that will be able to adjust that jaw for you, you can then have the neck into a better alignment, and that helps the whole head sit better on the neck. So there's a whole lot that the mouth can tell just in that. The other thing is that when people look at their teeth, if you look at your teeth in the mirror and your teeth are crammed into your mouth, that's usually a sign, not that your jaw wasn't wide enough, but naturopathically it's a sign that the body has been deficient of the calciums and the minerals to lay down the proper jawline, right? And therefore that the teeth would fit within. Mm. So um, if somebody's had braces in their youth or previously or even now, that might also Just be... Just try and straighten the teeth, mm. yes. When... when um, uh, Weston Price did all of his research on the different tribes of the world. What he found, until they started to eat the Western diet, they had wide jaws and strong, healthy, white teeth. And they were well separated in the mouth. When they started to eat the Western diet, what he found was that they began to degrade the function of the mouth and the function of the teeth became degraded as well. So from having no cavities to getting cavities and just the sort of conditions that we have ourselves because our teeth are that 
energy that breaks up the food for us and helps it mix with the saliva and then allows it all to be flowing down through our digestive system in an efficient, easy manner. But if our teeth are suspect, then we're not going to be able to break those foods down effectively, nor are we going to be able to get the best energy out of our food. Because one thing that Kerry Reams, who as everybody would know by now that I follow, said, we don't live on the food we eat. We live on the energy created from the food that we eat. So if that food is substandard or deficient in any way, if it doesn't have the right minerals, if it's been tinned or frozen or canned or, or um, um, overheated or overcooked, it's not going to have the energy that our body actually needs to be healthy. And this is to a new RFM's health and well-being for our sponsor, balance to wellnesscomau and naturopath David Lomond. We're looking at the mouth, and we're moving on to metal now. We're looking at metal in metal the mouth. Metal in the mouth. Okay. Yes. Show us your metal. The silver fillings that everybody used to get were actually composed mainly of mercury. That was the major metal that they put into the mouth because it was a pliable subject. Um, and it, it could be moulded and shaped with other things added to it, nickel and other things added to it as well, and then it would be put in the mouth. Now, I'm not sure whether dentists still do that. I had my fillings removed in 1987, so when I heard about mercury and how it worked and what it did and read some of the research on it, I thought, well, I don't need that in my mouth, and I got rid of it. So... The composites were then put in place, and I've had good good uh, luck with those composites. I used to work with a dentist in Adelaide, so knew what was going on from you know the the different types of materials that could be used in the composites. And I think they've got even better materials now. But that's not the only metal that can be in the mouth mm. because uh, people can be um, poisoned from the heavy metals, from the mercury, from the release of those uh, gases into the mouth because the fillings break down over time and they found that they've been um, uh, found in the kidneys, in the liver, in the brain, traces of that mercury. So that's an important thing for people to look at for their health. But also um, I had some um, crowns done because I had a diet of sugar in my youth and in my early adult years and even until I became a bought a health food shop. Before that, I had a, um, a deli, and so it was sugar this and sugar that and a biscuit here and a, and a cake there and everything else in between. Um, so in my later years, I've, I then had four crowns put in place. But what I didn't realize was that the crowns themselves had a metal base which attached to the tooth. So when I've had one of those crowns removed, I've actually had it done in a total composite way. So as the other ones begin to break down, I'll probably get them done as well. So that's something to think about. It is something to think about. When Be- you're feeling wealthy. <laughs> yes, because it's, it's like having a battery in your mouth. You know, you've got this turned on metals mixing with the saliva in your mouth. And if your saliva becomes the wrong pH, that sets up a current and a reaction in the mouth, which can cause pain and can cause problems for people. So it's important to recognize that our teeth need to be cared for, they need to be brushed, they need to be cared for, they need to be looked after. And the first sign of any pain in our teeth, we need to go and get it checked out. And if we've been unfortunate enough to have a root canal done in our teeth, we need to make sure there's no infections 
left underneath the root canal because that can happen very easily as well. Now, what about, um, oh, what was it I was going to ask about? Uh, gums, of course, are the next things to teeth. Yes. And, uh, well, they can tell us things too. They can because the health of a person can be seen in the gums. The gums need to be pink and healthy. If they're white and pale or purplish looking, that can be an iron deficiency. If they're receding, it can be a deficiency of Q, um, coenzyme Q10, ubiquinone. If they are um, bleeding, that also looks to a deficiency of vitamin C plus the Q10. So there's things that can definitely be done about the gums, along with the B-group vitamins, to help those gums become more pink and healthy. And um, I had that problem in my earlier days. I had receding gums and I had um, uh, bleeding gums when I cleaned my teeth, but that doesn't happen anymore because when I started to make my diet changes, I started to rebuild those things which I'd let slip in my 20s and 30s so that now at 60, I've got much healthier mouth than I had 30 years ago. And it has made a difference to my overall health as well. I suppose the body changes as it goes on too. So it's good to think about these things earlier rather than Well, it, it does change. And it's, well, it can be too late sometimes to do something about it. But it's better to do it now rather than tomorrow. You can't do it yesterday. You can do it now. So taking care of the teeth and the gums and the health of the body, finding out where the biochemistry is, all of those things to me are really important. And any naturopath can work with a person to say, well, okay, what's the state of your body really? And one of the ways which we look at that is through the mouth and through what the mouth is telling us. To NURFM 28 to 1 the time. This is To NURFM's Health and Wellbeing with naturopath David Lomond. And David, we are looking at the mouth and looking at the stories it can tell us. We are indeed. And the truly fascinating part of the mouth is the tongue. It is, isn't it? It is. It does so much for us. Yeah. And just look, quoting from an old book by a lady called Adele Davis, and it was called Let's Eat Right to Keep Fit. She was looking at the tongue and what the tongue could tell us about the health of the body. And what she was looking at were any cracks or serrations on the tongue. She was looking at any, and I've seen tongues with deep fissures, looks like a geographic map of the, uh, the Grand Canyon. You know, that sort of tongue is, it's not uncommon. But a lot of people have either little red tips to the tongue or side, side red bits to the tongue or they have a coated tongue. And all of these indications are of B vitamin deficiencies. So, and the B vitamins run our energy. So if we're deficient in any one of the B vitamins, we will be deficient in all of the B vitamins. Now, it may be that it's a subclinical deficiency, so it even wouldn't show up on a blood test, but it shows up well on the tongue and on the other aspects of the body. So, for instance, if someone has low energy, then they will be B vitamin deficient. If they have issues with the digestive system, they will be B vitamin deficient. If they have depression, they will usually be B vitamin deficient. Anxiety, B vitamin deficiency, because the B vitamins run the energy cycle, the Krebs cycle of the body. And without that working effectively, all sorts of things can go wrong in the body. What she found through the research that she did was, this is Adele Davis, that the tongue can show 
some of the nature of the B vitamin deficiencies. And I don't always check clients' tongues, but often I do when they complain of this or that. And I say, well, let's, let me have a look at your tongue. So anybody who's got the time to would like to go to a mirror and have a look at their tongue. The tongue ought to be pink and healthy. No cracks, no splits, no serrations around the edges, not puffy and swollen, and, and not thin and pointy but just a nice, healthy, pink-looking tongue. I don't see many like that. Adele Davis, when she saw hundreds of tongues, only saw three like that. And that was back 20 to 30 years ago. So we haven't got any better with our health since then. And my guess is, from what I've seen, there's a lot of people out there with deficiencies showing on their tongue that are pointing them to things that they can do for better health. And once they learn the code, it's much easier to go through that, check their biochemistry, find out where they are, and help them into a better health situation. Of course, we use the tongue for speech quite a lot too. So the sounds that come out of our mouths, is that also an indication? It is, because if somebody is unable to speak up, that's another aspect of the mouth. The mouth is about producing a voice. And I know when I first went to speak in public, it was like that. And I had no idea what was going on, but I was actually having a panic attack. So it's something I've learned over the years to be able to speak easily in public through um, just noticing that I don't get dry in the mouth anymore. I am more, much more comfortable in myself and I can speak up for my own truth. So... When we notice we can't do those things, which is another aspect of the mouth, is to produce that, that voice, those words, we have to look at our level of anxiety. We have to look at what stops us from actually being able to do that. And so when I'm talking to people, it, it's interesting to notice how they speak about themselves and how they think about themselves and how they feel about themselves. And that's all aspects that come out of their own mouth. And that's why knowing about the mouth is so really important. And knowing how to keep it healthy is important. Well, that's been a great look at the mouth. Um, thank you, David Lomman. And you'll be back with us again next I, Tuesday. I will be. I will be here with another topic. And I think uh, next week we'll be talking about the thyroid. Thyroid. Okay. Look forward to that. So that's after the midday news on 2NURFM with naturopath David Lomman. And it is to NURFM's health and well-being for our sponsor, balance2wellness.com.au.